Now, we're going to talk about water. Uh, there was a big hoo-ha and rooly-booly when there was a, a boil water notice in Dublin uh, and people jumping up and down and complaining about it. Uh, but we sometimes forget about all the problems elsewhere uh, that have been going on for a very long time. So to have a look at this, I'm joined by Michael Brennan, political editor of The Business Post and author of In Deep Water, a book about Irish water. And you're very welcome. Thank you for coming in. And we'll have two callers on the phone uh, who we get to presently. Uh, but starting with you, Michael, paint a picture for, for, for us, if you would, of what's the status. The issue is, Marion, I suppose we have a water system that was bequeathed to us by the British and we've tacked onto it over the years. We haven't invested to the degree we should have for decades. This is not a, a new problem. Yeah. And as a result, you have people then, one of the issues is boil water notices in, I think, eight counties at the moment on 19 different eight schemes. Eight counties. That's right. You should say, though, there's three big ones. There's three big ones. The other ones are quite small. You can have ones with maybe three people, six people, 12 people. But the three people and areas that are suffering the most are those Loch Talt and Sligo, about 12,500 people there. Whitegate, a recent one in Cork, about 9,500 people. And then Talonstown in Loud, about 600 people. They're the, they're the, the, they're the biggest. biggest problems at yeah. the moment. Yeah, the, uh, I, I keep on wondering... Well, I'll ask some people who are living with this. Like, how do you bathe a baby? How do you wash a baby if your water isn't safe? Because they're going to splash and, and inevitably they're going to swallow. Anyway, let me go, if I may, first to Ali Cullinan. Uh, now, you got a notice, do not consume as opposed to boil water. That's right, Marion. Back in the 16th of August, 2018 we got a notice saying that we couldn't use the water. So basically, you can use it for washing, um, but you couldn't, you couldn't drink it and you couldn't boil it and then use it. It was do not use. So we were quite envious, actually, of people who had the do not use, <laughs> the boil notice. The right, boil yeah. notice. how privileged are they? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They, yeah. At least they have water to boil. You know, I do have to say the, no, the, the do not use has been lifted since Friday. But what I'll I say wonder to, was that after we made I have call? my suspicions because originally... Um, or just a complete coincidence. Well, it's a very interesting coincidence because <laughs> initially we were told that once the final pump had been installed, it would take five to six weeks before mm. of continuous safe testing and good results before the ban would be lifted. And interestingly enough, it's only about three weeks. And well, well, that's yeah. all to go. Last Christmas, you got a present of water. We did. We all got bottles of water on the 21st of December. From whom? Um, it was from the um, Assets Operations in, in, in uh, Irish Water. We got a letter from Neil Smith, who was head of uh, Assets Operations there, and basically said, you know, we apologise. It was the first apology since the 16th of August. Um, and just saying, you know, as a gesture of goodwill. Here's some water for Christmas, you know, but it's, you, you've no idea. It sounds like such a small thing, but actually it has been a really tough time. And, I, I will believe you. You know, you're hauling water. I, I live in a house of three, myself and my two daughters. Yeah. And, you know, I go through a serious amount of water. So, number one, do you buy bottled water? Or number two, do you use the tanks that have been provided? There were two tanks of water, tankers of water provided in the area. The problem was that water had to be boiled. So it's like being on a boil water notice. 
So some people were buying water, so using ridiculous amounts of plastic, which we're all trying to reduce our consumption of. Right. So what I was doing was buying these five-gallon bottles or five-litre bottles yeah. of water and then filling them up at my friends' houses and then replacing the bottles because you're not supposed to use pa- plastic for too long because it starts to leach whatever's in the plastic into the water. And, and tell me, what did the water look like or smell like? Initially, our water was bright orange um, because it's the pipes that were bringing it to the houses were laid back in the 1900s, as Michael Brennan mentioned, and um, they were contaminated with rust. And initially they tried to fix the, the situation by putting um, more water through the system, creating a phantom flow, as they called it, which meant the gallons of water were pumped into the tide here in Belle Valley and Cove on a daily basis. And then when that wasn't working, they were using extra chlorine drops, So you were because the iron in the water inhibits the, what the chlorine is meant to do. So they were using more chlorine, so our water smelled like swimming pools for a while. But we weren't drinking this water, obviously. Right. It wasn't safe and, and what did your equipment look like? Or what does this oh, look... I mean, if you were to talk to the neighbours just across, across a whole swathe of the neighbourhood, you have people who, for example, my shower had to be replaced last week because it's encrusted with iron crud. It's the only way I can describe iron it. Iron crud. And, and I used to dye my hair red, and I thought the reason the grouting on my tile in the shower was for my hair dye, but it wasn't. I stopped dyeing my hair red, and it still continued being that horrible colour. And if you talk to people across the neighbourhood, same problem, all the grouting, if you've white tiles, it's kind of an orangey colour. And, and, and what does the future look like for you? Well, they've lifted the ban, but to be honest, we're not terribly confident in what's in our tanks for the simple reason that a lot of the tanks are, the header tanks are contaminated with sludge, which harbours bacteria, and that will, you know, gradually be leaching into our sinks and our kettles and our appliances. So what we want, what we're hoping Irish Water will do is to have our internal systems desludged. We need the fittings checked and made sounds watertight. Sounds awful. It absolutely sounds it's awful. It's huge. Um, b- rust, I presume it's not good for you? Well, ex- exceedance of iron. It can't be good for you, you know. It's, you know and, and I do have huge empathy for those who are in a boil water area, yeah. you know. Well, let me go to one of them now. Yeah. And he's in Talonstown. This is one of the places you mentioned, uh, Michael. Uh, his name is John Brennan. Uh, John, how long has Talonstown been on its boil water notice? Well, Marion, um, it's on since July, so we're probably going into our six months now. Right. And and tell me about life with your boil water notice. Yeah, it's a wee bit uh, more complicated for me. Um, I had a, a heart transplant last uh, September, and part of that, um, I can only drink uh, bottled water. And I can only um, brush my teeth with bottled water. And um, when I'm preparing food, I suppose that's the main thing. When I'm preparing food, um, even the simple thing as washing carrots or even potatoes, I have to boil the water and then prepare the food. So it's very, it's very, very difficult in relation to, you know, obviously I'm, I'm on um, immunosuppressant tablets for my immune system. Yeah. And I have to be very, very careful in relation to what water I consume. Any kind of small bit of infection in the water um, would be very, very dangerous for me. Um, I'm and are you, are you afraid to take a shower? 
Um, well, we actually had to put a filter. We put a special filter onto our shower, um, onto the main shower in the house. We have four, like, but we just couldn't afford to put it on the four of them. So right. there's yeah. myself and my wife and my two kids, and the four of us now use the same shower to shower in the mornings. Right. How much are you spending on water a month? Um, we worked it out there. It's roughly between 100 and 125 euro a month. Right. And you have to drink a minimum of two and a half litres a I day. I have to, yeah. Because yeah, in of relation of, to my, yeah, my kidneys, Marion, yeah. um, with, the, with the amount of medication I'm on and the effect of the kidneys, so I have to kind of drink plenty of water. Flush them through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I come back to studio here now again, Michael? Uh, wh- why do we have so many of these? Now, I always thought of them as cryptosporidium, but obviously it's rust below gove. Yeah, you, you've mainly a mixture of two problems, Marion. One is the pipes you're hearing about, the things like cast, old cast iron pipes. Uh, they react then with the water that's been pumped out from the treatment plant. And even if the treatment plant is safe, if the pipes are old and rusty, it causes a problem and you can't drink the water. Right. We've, we've 63,000 kilometres of water pipes in the country. To put that in perspective, we've 100,000 kilometres or so of roads. So that gives you an idea how, how many there are. And there just, at the moment, isn't enough money to replace and fix all of those quickly enough. Um, we did spend half a billion euro on meters, which are now rusting themselves and not getting any great use, um, which in the book emerges, I think, as a, a big waste of money. That would have gone a long way towards uh, fixing a lot of those pipes and, and upgrading the water treatment plants. Right. You, you, you're not into Irish water bashing, per se, because you just think they inherited an impossible system. Yeah, like, for example, that decision on the metering, that was not made by Irish Water. There were people uh, who were involved in the setup of Irish Water warning them this is not a good idea for the government to do this. Um, in fact, I revealed there was a cost-benefit analysis. The whole notion of the metres was if we got them installed, a million of them, we would reduce our water consumption yeah. by 10%. That was rubbish. It never happened. What happened was they discovered to their horror when they put in the metres that the waste was in the pipes. The main leakage was the, in the distribution pipes. Yeah. So we spent half a billion and people, experts had said, don't do it. Even Michael Noonan, the finance minister, said don't do it. But the government pressed ahead. That was not an Irish water decision. That was a, a Fine Gael Labour cabinet decision in 2011. Right. God, people don't even talk about unanticipated consequences of... of a... So where are we now? Well, Irish Water would say that they, on the boil water notices, it, you used to have an average length of time of, of one year if you were on one. Now it's down to about six months. But as people who are on them recently and, and those you've just spoken to know, yeah. you know, it's it's a very unpleasant and very intrusive uh, thing in your house to have a boil water or do not use notice. Um, but the problems are complex. Um, you have in that Whitegate scheme down in Cork where people have a boil water notice, they're getting their water from a spring that spring is in a limestone area. That means if there's heavy rain or any pollution, yeah. slurry or anything like that, it goes down into the, the groundwater and you get pollution and they can't guarantee there won't be cryptosporidium, that very harmful bug so in it. So if you, if you take the number of us that live uh, in rural Ireland where you sink your own well and you put in a pump and away she goes, and I live in a very limey area, um, how come it doesn't come up? 
I would suggest the problem is, Mary, for a lot of people with their own wells, if they're not testing regularly and taking huge precautions, the risk is that they are drinking water that's not safe. And oh, gee, when they, when they do, I wish I had asked the question. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and we, we have a septic tank inspection programme. Some people are polluting their own water mm. with their own septic tank in rural areas. But for political reasons, not to upset the horses, we're inspecting a couple of hundred tanks a year at a very low level. That was to save us from European fines. But there, there's a big problem in rural areas as well as in the bigger water treatment plants that Irish Water operate. Right. Uh, Irish Water were on to say that they've greatly reduced the number of long-term notices uh, lasting more than 30 days. In 2014, the average length was 400 days. Now the average length is 120 days. So that's going in the right direction, I guess. It is. There's, there's one uh, issue I'd mention as well as planning. You, we, we talked about the Loctalt area in Sligo, the 12,500 people in a boiled water notice. Irish Water looked for planning permission for a new water treatment plant four years ago, um, but that was turned down by the council in Borough Planola because it was a special area of conservation. They had to override the public interest to get permission this year for a water treatment plant. It won't be ready till next year. So that's sort of five years because of our planning system. Um, and the local TD, Mark McSharry, said there should be an emergency intervention by the minister using his planning powers to say, let them build it and give clean water to people yeah. there. Yeah, it's a very, very thorny one. I know that it put the fear of God in a lot of uh, politicians because of all the demonstrations against it. Yes, you were going to yeah, come in. Yeah, so the, the recent one where because of the heavy rain, <coughs> uh, most of us on the north side were subject to this. And I have to say, until it happened to me, I never gave a thought to all those other people who are permanently living with boil water notices. So for us, I would say, so we were back to buying bottles of water, the plastic bottles, all of that, the cost of it. Um, but actually, you know, some of the kind of the, the more nerve-making things, you weren't quite sure what exactly was it about the water that you had to boil. So your point, uh, Marion, yeah. and we have our grandson who's six who comes twice a week. We have them on Mondays and Wednesdays. And my partner, Tricia, had this brilliant idea that to stop you doing the automatic thing of going to the tap, like you go to the tap to fill the kettle. So she got these coloured plasters like you'd have, you know, little band-aids and she put them on all the taps so that when you go to brush your teeth, you'd go, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, bottled water. We have to use the bottled water. But we were only doing that. Now, we had it twice in a period of a month, but we were only doing it for a few weeks. I mean, my heart goes out to these people who are living those lives. Yeah, absolutely. Did you feel nervous about getting into the shower? I didn't. No. no yeah, I didn't. Mike, Michael's mentioned another part of the problem. I mean, there's a huge problem with just the quality of the distribution system. But there's the other planning issue. Uh, and as Michael said, there are people around the country who are in danger of polluting <coughs> their own water supply by their own septic tanks. But you go anywhere in rural Ireland and suggest that we need to be more careful about building one-off houses and you'll, you'll start another revolution. I mean, we've been through that so For many times. decades. But there are areas of the country now where the density of, of septic tanks means that there is a huge risk to any water system that's using groundwater. And, you know, people around a lot of the country use wells. Uh, and the more we go on building one-off houses, the more that danger is going to increase. 
Yeah, uh, Alan is correct in that sense. Now, there are safe systems you can put in, I would yeah. say, for one-off housing, but it's cost you 15,000, €20,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I make one point, Mary, in politics, it's the, the, the squeaking wheel that gets oiled. When it comes to water pipes, they're below ground. If you think about our gas pipes, why are they so efficient? Why do we never have gas explosions? We did have one back in the 80s. Um, two people were killed not far down the road in an apartment block in Ballsbridge, because of old gas pipes that weren't up to scratch. And as a result, Board Gosh went and upgraded the entire gas network. It's mm. safe. But mm. water, leaking water, can inconvenience yeah. they you. They dug up the whole of Dublin for that. Yes, mm. they did. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. what will ultimately have to be done for the water pipes, but it will take probably decades. But it didn't have the, the shock effect, you know, as, right. as a board, uh, an explosion in the gas pipe. Can I go back to you, Ali and Cove, now that you, you that were do not consume, mm. and that has been lifted, has life drifted back to the way it was before? No, um, it's it's quite interesting. We're all a little bit <laughs> cautious of using the water from the tap just because we've seen the contamination that's in, for example, your, your showers and your header tanks. At, at one point last year, I got people to take pictures of their tanks and their attics just so we could have a look at what we were dealing with. And there's such a level of contamination in there that I think it's going to take some time before we trust what's in our taps. Right. You know? Yeah. And I was listening to your other caller there where he was saying how he has to use bottled water. Yes, John Brennan. You have to be so careful because of the sodium levels. Mm. Because it damages your kettle, it damages your coffee maker, it um, can't be used for babies because of the high level of sodium. So you have to find water that doesn't have any sodium content in it. Um, Is there any baby in your house? There is one in my neighbour's house. How do they bath them? This has always puzzled me. They were using bottled water because at one point the chlorine levels were so high it was um, really irritating to the baby's skin. So they were using bottled water for the bath. Mm. But I would say, sorry to interrupt you, but I would say that those that are in a boil water notice or in a similar situation to us, you really have to talk to your local politicians, your local Mm. councillors, because Mm. Irish water won't act unless you're the squeaky wheel. That's our experience. Okay. There was a lot of opposition uh, to water meters in your area, is that correct? Well, not in Bell Valley, because we've been dealing with bad water for way, way back, as far back as maybe 2014, 2016. So actually in our area, even though we were all, it's kind of community where it's linear, so you, we don't have a, a hub or a central point, but unbeknownst to each of us, we were all quite happy to have the meters put in because it would have been a means to object to the, t- the water that we were having and we were going yes put in the meter and then when they start trying to charge us we'll be able to say well I'm not paying until the water quality improves right. so in our particular area there was no objection to the meters generally Right Okay um, Michael are you optimistic? I think it's the boil water notice funnily enough for, for the leak slip uh, water treatment plant that serves 600,000 people in the greater Dublin area mm-hmm. probably was very helpful in terms of putting the focus on boil water notices right. as Nori yeah. mentioned yeah. you only experience it when you experience absolutely. it at home and that yeah. has given a, a focus to this. Absolutely. Okay listen we will leave it uh, there and my d- well I was going to say congratulations that you're back in Clover Ali but I won't because you don't sound a bit secure so to Ali and John best wishes and thank you very much for talking to us podcast the Marion Finucane show at rte.ie slash radio